Greetings, Grace Church, Journey, any and everyone who might be tuning in to this podcast this week. Thank you for joining us. I'm excited to share with you what I believe God has given me for this week, which is part three of this series that we're in. And if this is your first week tuning in, then we've kind of been taking a journey, no pun intended, on what God is telling us on things that God has said in the Bible and when that what God calls us to do, what God is calling for the people in the Bible to do and how we can parallel that to what God is calling us to do today. <clears throat> so I'm excited to share this week with you, this this thought with you, and I hope and pray that it blesses you all. So jumping right into the text for this week is going to be Matthew chapter 11 verses 28 through 30 in the New King James New King James version and it says come to me all of you who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light so we started this series out with by with with the idea that God said to stop. And you can go back and listen to that podcast. And it talks about gives us biblical principles and biblical examples of of God telling us to stop, stop certain things in our lives. And last week, the theme or the message was God said to start. So we stopped some things in week one. Last week, we started some things. We began doing some things. And this week, we're going to see how God is calling us to come. But it's a lot easier for us to hear God call us to come after we've gone through the process of weeks one and week two. Week one, stopping some things that would keep us from God's presence. And two, week two, starting some things to help usher us into God's presence. So now that we've we've removed those things from our lives and we've replaced those bad habits with positive habits, now we can begin to hear God's voice and hear him when he speaks to us and and call us closer to him, call us into his presence. So we're we're continuing that series with this series of God said to come. The definition For the word come means to move or travel toward or into a place thought of as near or familiar to the speaker. So to put that into context, the word come means pretty much to for you, the person hearing the word to move towards a direction in, in which the speaker is calling you. So. And it's, it's common sense. If I tell you to come to me, you're going to travel towards my direction, coming to wherever I am. And I believe that in this season that we're in, God has been calling. God has been screaming for us to come to him. But we haven't been able to hear the call to come due to whatever the circumstance might be, whatever the situation is that we've been going through, which is why I believe this this series has been crucial and vital 
to our spiritual being because it would be a great tragedy if we if we get through to the other side of this COVID-19 pandemic, we, we get to the other side of it. Everything opens back up and life begins to resume as normal. And we haven't learned one thing from God. That would be tragic. That would be devastating if we've had all this time quarantined in our homes or, and not being able to do normal, normal leisure activities, not being able to go to the mall, not being able to hang out with our friends, go out to eat, go to the movies, do whatever, whatever normal things we would usually do. If having all of that stuff stripped away from us and still not being able to hear God's voice, that would be an absolute travesty. And I pray that isn't the case. But what I believe God is calling for us to do in this season is to draw closer to him, to come to him. And when we do begin to hear that call, that subtle call to come to me, that's when we begin to see God move in ways we couldn't even imagine. And it's not it's not always an outward move. Most of the times in situations like this, it's an inward move. It's an inward change in our in our hearts, in our lives, in our mindset that God is wanting to do in these moments when he calls us to come. And you'll you'll learn that God calls us to come in intimate moments in intimate seasons. Very rarely has God called me to come closer to him whenever I'm in a social gathering, whenever I'm hanging out with my friends, whenever whenever I'm with other people. That's not usually the time where God will call me to come closer to him. It's usually in these intimate moments in my prayer life, in my prayer time, whenever it's just me and God, there's no distractions. There's nothing else going on. My phone's on the other side of the room. I don't have my watch on. It's just me and God. And that's when he calls me to come closer to him. And when he does, when he calls me to come, he begins to reveal things about me to myself. He begins to show me things about myself that I never knew. I I never knew about myself. And that's what those moments are for. I heard a preacher put it this way. Whenever whenever we begin to open up to God, that's when he begins to open up to us. And that's where revelation comes from. It comes from those intimate moments where I lay it all out on the line for God. I'm not holding anything back from God. And when when that happens, whenever whenever I'm completely exposed spiritually before God, that's whenever he can begin to pluck the things out that don't need to be and replace it with things that should be there. And that's what I believe God is calling us to do in this season. But none of that happens if we can't hear the voice of God when he calls us to come. Mark 6, chapter 30, excuse me, Mark chapter 6, verse 30 and 31, New King James Version. Then the apostles gathered to Jesus and told him all the things, both what they had done and what they had taught. And, And he said to them, he being Jesus, come aside by yourselves to a deserted place and rest for a while. For there were many coming and goings and they did not even have time to eat. And just to just to put that into context, in Mark chapter six, we see Jesus, Jesus pretty much commissions the disciples to go 
and to preach. Go, go teach, go share the gospel, go, go travel, travel everywhere, go everywhere you can, sharing the good news, preaching the gospel, teaching about what Jesus had done, who he is. Just go. So we get later on in the chapter and the apostles return to Jesus after after preaching, after teaching, after doing what Jesus had just commanded them to do. And and they're starting to tell Jesus about all the all the stuff that they had done, all the things they had seen, what they had taught, what they what they had seen, what they had observed, all of that stuff. And Jesus, realizing this, he stopped them and said, have you guys even had time to eat? Have you even have you have you rested at all? Have you had any time to just sit and be still and soak it all in? And immediately realizing that that's when that's when he told them, verse 30, the end of verse 30, come aside by yourselves to a deserted place. Come by yourself to a place with no distractions where there's 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 nothing that can that can that can distort your focus, that can distort your vision. Get away from everything else. Come by yourself and rest. Just rest. Don't do anything. Don't you you can you can turn your mind off for a few moments and just rest. And I believe that's where some of us are as well. We and that's the exact opposite of the of the first group I've talked about, the people that that haven't been able to hear God's voice up until this point. There's also another group of you guys that have been so, so focused on on doing, which is amazing. I commend you for that. But it's been go, go, go nonstop. What can I do? Who can I reach? Who can I talk to? Who can I pray for so much that you haven't had a chance to rest? You haven't had time or you haven't allowed yourself the time to just sit and rest. And that's equally as important, because if I if I'm not taking care of myself physically, then there's no way that I'll be able to fulfill my calling for God. I'm going to say that again, just just as much as I take care of my spiritual man, I have to take care of my physical body. If I'm not praying, if I'm not reading God's word, if, if I'm not seeking him daily, my spirit man's going to die. But at the same time, if I'm always go, 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 I never I never give my body any time to rest. Then physically speaking, my body is not in a good is not in a good place. It's not in a good state. That's why I love what David wrote in Psalms 27 for one thing have I desired of the Lord that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire in his temple. David was a man after God's own heart. And I believe, I genuinely believe the reason that that was said about him was because David understood this fundamental truth. And that is in the presence of the Lord, I have everything that I need. In the presence of the Lord, fear has no place. Condemnation has no place. Worry has no place. Struggles have no place. There's nothing more that I could desire, that I could physically or spiritually desire than to be in the presence of the Lord. When I'm in God's presence, nothing else matters. Nothing else is important to me. In fact, nothing else is even present. Nothing else There's there's no fight for my attention. There's no struggle for my desires. There's no nothing. It's just God's presence. And it's in those moments 
whenever I can begin to fine tune God's voice. That way, when the distractions do come back and the worries do come back and the struggles of life do come back, I'm a little more in tune with God's voice. Because when I was in his presence, when I was in the secret place, when I was alone with him in a deserted place, like it says in Mark six, I was able I was able to have that intimate time with God to where I was I was able to just familiarize myself with his voice a little more. That way, whenever whenever the quarantine lifts and whenever the stay at home order lifts and we do get back to the, the regular the regular day ins and day outs of life, I'm a little more in tune with God's voice. That way, when he speaks to me at work, when he speaks to me, when school gets started back up and I'm around my peers, when he speaks to me at church. And he tells me to go pray for someone or go share a word of encouragement with someone. There's going to be no doubt that it's him, because in these moments in the quarantine, I fine tune my I fine tune my spirit to hear God's voice. That way I know it's him. But that doesn't happen if we can't hear God call us to come. That can't happen if once we do come into God's presence, we don't take the time to rest. Psalms 37 Psalms chapter 37, verse seven says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Exodus 33, 14 says, and he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. It's a common theme for this lesson. And that is we have to be able to hear God's voice because when God calls us to come, we have to come. And the reason God calls us to come is to give us this opportunity to rest, to give us this opportunity to dwell in his presence. And once again, when when we're in his presence, I don't have time to worry about my social life. I don't have time to worry about whether my bills are going to get paid or not. I don't have time to worry about if I made the right decision on what school I'm going to go to. I don't have the time to worry about what my friends are going to think about me because I dress differently than them or I don't cut my hair or whatever. Whatever the circumstance is, it has no place when I'm in God's presence. But I can't get in God's presence if I can't hear him when he calls me to come. And it, it, it all falls one one after the other week one to week two to now. I have to stop some things. Once those things are stopped, I have to start some things to replace those bad habits that I stopped. And once I start doing these good things, then I can hear God when he calls me to come. And when I come, I can rest. And when I can rest in God's presence, I can hear his voice more clearly. That way, when I'm back into my real world situations, when I'm back into the, the everyday hustle of life, I, I don't have to worry when, if, if, I'm, if that's God's voice or not. I don't have to worry if he's calling if he's calling me or not, if, he, if he's telling me to do something or not, because in the secret place during the quarantine, when I was stuck at home the entire time. I, I, I conditioned myself to hear God's voice. When he called me to come, I came. And when I, w- when I was there, I rested in his presence. I heard his voice. I spoke to him. And now, now that I'm back out in the real world, I know when he speaks to me. I know when he calls me. And I'll close with this quote by Dietrich Bonhoeffer from his book, The Cost of Discipleship. He said this, The cross is laid on every Christian, the first Christian suffering, which every man must experience is the call to abandon the attachments of this world.
It is that dying of the old man, which is the result of his encounter with Christ. As we embark upon discipleship, we surrender ourselves to Christ in union with his death. We give our lives to death. Thus it begins. The cross is not the terrible end to an otherwise God-fearing and happy life, but it meets us at the beginning of our communion with Christ. When Christ calls a man, he bids him to come and die. And what he's saying there, when Christ calls a man, he bids him to come and die. He bids him to come and 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 give up that worldly lifestyle, give up, give up those worldly desires, give up those worldly passions that 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 we struggle with every day. And when we do that, he offers us a much better alternative. The worry doesn't the worry doesn't persist anymore. The fear doesn't persist. The the condemnation is no longer because the the old the old me is dead. When Christ calls me to come, I surrender to his will and surrendering to his will means the 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 old man. The old Matthew is dying. The old Matthew is dead. He's no he no longer lives. But it's the new Matthew. It's the new creation. Romans, uh, I believe it's. Romans chapter 12. Hang, hang on. Let me pull it up just to make sure I tell you exactly right. But this this will be my closing thought. I can't find it. I actually think it's Galatians something, but it's a, it's along the lines of the the old man has passed away. Matter of fact, here it is. Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who lives, but Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in, in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So when, when the old me dies, the new me, the Christ in me takes over. And when the Christ in me takes over, I'm no longer bound by fear. I'm no longer bound by depression. I'm no longer bound by the struggles of sin, the struggles of the condemnation that comes with sin. I'm no longer bound by those things because I, I'm dead with Christ. I'm 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 in this I'm in this covenant with Christ. We are together. We are one now. And because I'm with him, when he speaks, I hear because when he speaks, it's coming from my heart. So I just I pray that this helped you guys. I pray that, that this encourages you guys to to when help you fine tune God's voice in your life. I pray that this helps you, that it encourages you to want to seek God, to want to be in his presence, because there is nothing like it. I love you guys. I'm praying for you. If we can do anything for you, reach out to the church, reach out to me. We're here for you guys. And we can't wait to see you all again. God bless. Goodbye.